Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey everybody, Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are on episode four of five of this podcast series about human-centered and inclusive policies, where JC and I are here with our guest, Julissa Martis. Did I pronounce that right? You did. Hello, everyone. She's the CEO of Legacy HR. Check out our website, LegacyHRC. HRC. I knew there was an extra letter there, hrc.com. It's really cool. And it'll tell you how many coffees she drinks a day. (laughs) (laughs) Two, if you're wondering. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, two. It's funny. People always ask me like, wow, you must drink a lot of coffee. I'm like, I have about half a cup of coffee each day because I am naturally just very high octane. And Mm. so trust me, you do not want me to have that full cup of coffee and you definitely do not want me to have the second one. (laughs) I just really love the taste. It's something about the taste of coffee. The caffeine is the added bonus, but I love the taste of coffee. Especially with the Baileys. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that's another episode altogether. So you mentioned it earlier, Jaleesa, and then JC, you did as well about psychological safety at work. You know, what the what the heck is it and and why does it matter? You know, go ahead, JC. Yeah, no, I could answer that one, actually. And, And there's a little bit here, a little bit of backstory for you. So the term psychological safety was coined by Harvard Business School professor Amy Ebenson, and she defines it as a shared belief that the team is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. Establishing a climate of psychological safety allows space for people to speak up and share their ideas. And according to numerous studies, organizations flourish when they welcome collaboration and develop a sense of community. In fact, research demonstrates that corporate cultures with a strong sense of belonging have experienced a 56% increase in productivity and a 50% decrease in the likelihood of employee turnover. Nevertheless, Psychological safety required in the workplace to foster this type of collaboration is very much commonly, very, very often misunderstood. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when I Googled a bunch of articles about psychological safety uh, at work or just period, you know, the first a lot of them um, discuss mental health care and mental health illness And I want to kind of like erase that right now and just say, listen, psychological safety is allowing people to bring their full self to work. Um, Unless they're a jerk, then you hold them accountable for that, right? I mean, you know, I think there are levels to jerkness. (laughs) Yeah. Really, you know, they're... I'll give you an example. Like, so yesterday I had a friend of mine text me or message me through Facebook Messenger and and she was um, saying, hey, we can't figure out my job title at work. Um, Where do I find a job title based on my skills? And I said, well, your skills and then what you're actually using those skills for at work are two different things because I have a lot of skills. Yeah. And doesn't mean I'm using them all for my job. Um, right. I may have in another job. So there's there's no 
um, you know, there's no like copy paste, you know, with psychological safety, with skills, with, with everything. But I think the biggest thing that I find is um, when people are underutilized at work because they had to fit in a hole, right? Mm-hmm. There's a org chart and you have to shove somebody yeah. in there. And I know you have other skills, but nope, you're not allowed to to bring them here or we don't want your opinion because of your title. And to me, that's where we really need to just start chipping away at the psychological safety at work of, of hey, executives, don't get your feelings hurt that um, your employees know more about X, Y, Z than you do. Why don't you just go ask that employee for their opinion and let them feel safe when they're telling you, you know, hopefully in a professional manner that you're doing yeah. something wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like um, it's a connect to me. I connect all of the things that we've talked about, right? It's um, leading in a human centered way, right? So taking accountability when you've messed up, really listening, then wanting to make sure that your policies look always looking at your policies to make sure that they're inclusive and your team feels supported. And then also just being willing to listen, no matter how awkward it could be, because it's very silent, and then doing something with that, whether it's actually doing something or providing feedback as to why we cannot do it this way, right? I, to me, like those things, like it's almost like um, it's a path um, to get that psychological safety. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of work for people to feel safe and to feel like they can bring their authentic selves and to feel like they can be honest and transparent about what they're feeling in the moment. Right. I will say though, and I don't know if this is HR appropriate or not, Gen Z seems to be very comfortable with like setting boundaries and feeling, you know, and, um, you know, very confident about um, talking about like their needs and what they need right now. Whereas me as a, I call myself a geriatric millennial, <laughs> I, I, I like am in awe because I'm like, I wish I would have had this confidence when yeah. I was, when I was growing up or coming up in the, in corporate America. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a minute, actually, because I, I actually, I think it's awesome. I yeah. think every, every generation teaches the other generation, something new. We don't always like it, right? (laughs) We usually, you know, acquire that, that knowledge kicking and screaming because it's different and we don't like change, but every generation brings something new to the workforce. And then even just like generations are 20 years, 20, 20 years apart from the beginning of a generation to the end. So, um, folks don't walk away from today, you know, uh, you know, uh, putting anybody in a, in a box because everybody's unique um based on where they grew up their education you know if they grew up in the united states what what state they grew up in all of that you know uh but gen z go for it you know making sure hey teaching us old folks new tricks of saying nope here is my safety zone and you will not cross it i'm like yes now that's also julissa you mentioned it before about the great resignation and the quiet quitting and um, you know, there's there's a lot of that going on, and that generation is also leading that because they just say, mm-hmm. "No, you've crossed you've crossed the line with my psychological safety at work. I don't feel safe here. I don't feel included, and I'm out." And somebody else will take them in a heartbeat because we're all desperate for for good employees. What are your Absolutely. thoughts, JC? I'm with you 100. percent I'm also starting to think about that the contrary perspective about Gen Z for a brief moment here, because if, and you're not going to like this, I know neither of you are going to like this, but I'm looking forward to what you have to say about this. They are so accepting and so inclusive 
that sometimes they become inclusive and accepting of toxic behaviors. That's where sometimes it's up to us, even within the workplace, while they're defining their boundaries, it's up to us to who may have been at an organization for some time that are establishing the bounds of psychological safety to make sure that we put the proper protocols in place so that people aren't led down the wrong path, basically. Mm -hmm. That, That we don't force feed a generation of employees coming into the workplace bad behavior through promotion of toxicity being misconstrued as something positive because that's what we do at our workplace. Do you know mm-hmm. if that does that make sense? I, I I'm having a hard time explaining it, but I, I hope y'all are following me for a second. It's an intriguing thought. So if I understand this correctly and definitely tell me if I'm not, it's sure, that sure. it's great that they're confident, but sometimes in being so confident, they're not being inclusive of the backgrounds and the personality types of other other individuals, uh, right? Like they're not confident. necessarily, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, but let's let's put that the other way. They're they're so accepting, they accept everything. They're so inclusive. They, they, accept, they accept it. They everything. accept the bad behavior too. Yes, got it. Yes. Yeah. And okay. The, such and such doesn't have to show up to work, <laughs> right? They, they can accept just do the whatever. toxicity, <laughs> right? And then the yeah. bad things turn into things that could potentially fester that's that's where creative control really comes into play in 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 designing in the proper design of the culture of our organization yeah company culture you know folks when we started talking about company culture and just saying like you know it's not a policy it's not a a a list it it happens organically Mm -hmm. but you as a ceo cfo hr person you can help mold that by holding people accountable for their bad behavior, even if other people accept their bad behavior. Oh, that's just Jimmy. He, You'll get used to him. And it's like, no, no, no. We, yeah. I always say, no, we're not going to make anybody get used to Jimmy. We're going to hold Jimmy we, accountable we or could, we're going to get rid of Jimmy. We, we, we could pick a different name. That's, that's <laughs> Sorry, James. And ladies and gentlemen, by the way, uh, if you do need help with any of these steps and processes, <laughs> please stop by LegacyHRC.com or the HRLadyLLC.com. Both these fine professionals on the program would definitely be more than happy to help you uh, head down the path of establishing your company culture. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Am I right? And before, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks, JC, for the for the marketing uh, yeah, ad there. The um, going to wrap up this episode four, but before I do so, and we go on to our last episode, if you are interested in learning more about psychological safety at work, Um, There is um, uh, something called the four stages of psychological safety, and it was developed by Dr. Timothy Clark. And so I encourage you to just Google four stages of psychological safety. And it covers a lot of things that we've already talked about, starting with inclusion and then, um, you know, learning about giving and receiving feedback. It goes on to contributor safety, meaning, okay, are people feeling feeling safe um, to contribute their skills even though it's an on their job description <laughs> and then challenger safety are they are people feeling safe to say you know what I, i'm not okay with the status quo mm-hmm. and i want to speak up so please go ahead and, and look that up and learn a little bit more about this and see how you can implement it in your workplace and maybe what stage you're at or maybe one department's at one stage one's at another 
We will be right back with the final episode of this session. We'll see you in a minute. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.